Good evening. Hope all of you are doing well. Tonight we're learning Masechas Yoma, Daf, Kaf, Dalet. We are about 10 lines down or so on Chaf, Dalet, Amar Aleph. We're starting at the word Ba'e. And we're going to be learning about Trumas Hadeshen in two different ways tonight. Number one is when we do Trumas Hadeshen. Like all other uh, mitzvahs that we have in the Torah, there's typically a shir. What is the shir of Achila to be chayev on Yom Kippur? What is the shear of carrying on Shabbos with which one would be chayev? What is the shear of matzah that you have to eat in order to be yotze, the mitzvah? So here as well opens the Gemara, 10 lines down, how much trumas adeshen, how much, how much ash must be removed when one does the mitzvah of trumas adeshen? Do we say, do we learn from meiser? Because that has the language of harama, and that's one to 10 ratio, meiser, meiser, one of 10. Um, or do we say, oh, trumas uh, Midian Yalfinan Lo, which Rashi highlights is one five hundred, the much smaller, uh, much uh, that's not quite a handful, but it's a small amount. Says the Gemara, not this and not that. Answers the Gemara Tashma. We have a brisa. Tani Rebchia Neamar Kan Beharim Beharim Veneamar Lohalan Beharim. We have in two different sukim a reference to the word Beharim Alohalan Bekumtso Avkan Bekumtso. Here, the mitzvah of Chuma Sadeshin is done Bekmitza. At a minimum, one is obligated to take a kmitza's worth of ash, which is, again, measured in the same way that one would measure as they would flour for a korban, where they take a grasp of, they take a handful of it, and then they open their pinky and their thumb, and whatever remains between the palm and their three middle fingers, that's considered the minimum shear. Of course, I'm sure they took much more than that. It was probably done with a shovel of some kind with the cliche race. Nevertheless, we ignore the option of one-tenth and one-five-hundredth, and we look at it in a very small shear of just a kmitza. This brings us to a huge machlokas in the Amorayim, halfway down on Chavdal Ramadala. What would happen if a czar, if a non-Kohen were to do the Truma Sadeshan? This is subject to a machlokas in the Amorayim, says the Gemara as follows. Amar Rav, Arba Avodos, there are four types of Avoda, four services that, are, that, are, that happen in the Beis HaMikdash, that if a czar did, what are they and what is not present? Here's what they are, Zrika, the Haktara, the Nisuch the Nisuch Zrika Tadam, the Haktara, by the Ketoras, the Nisuch which was done by the time of Sukkot, and Nisuch to do wine libations, those four things, if a czar, if a non-Kohen were to do them, he would be Chayav Misa. That's the Sheet of Rav. The blaring omission is Trumas Adeshen. We don't see that the Trumas Adeshen is mentioned here. However, the Levi Omar, Af Trumas Adeshen, Levi agrees to the first four. He agrees to the first four that Rav said, Af is a language of even, a yes to that, but even this, I'm going to add a fifth one, which is Trumas Adeshen. The Chain Tani Levi say Af Trumas Adeshen, so did Levi say, Bimasni say, the Yud Hey ending at that word means in his Mishnah. This is a reference to the Tosefta, which was written by Levi and Bar Kapara. It doesn't say Bimasnitsa in a Mishnah. It says Bimasni say in his Mishnah, a reference to what he put together in the early times of the Amorim, which was the Tosefta. This is our Machlokas, Rav and Levi. According to Rav, if a czar, if a non-Kohen were to do the Avod of the Truma Sadeshen, he is not Chayv Misa. However, Levi says he is. Let's dig in. My time of Dara. Why does Rav say that Shumas Hadeshen is excluded from the Chiyuv Misa Vazar? So it says the Gemara as follows. Dichsid, because the Pasuk writes a long Pasuk, Those are going to be the words that we need for now. When you do Avodas Matana, then the Zara Karev Yumas and the Zara, the non Kohen who does the Hakrava, is going to die, says the Gemara. Avodas Matana. Only listen to the language. It's a beautiful Pshat in the Pasuk. Avodas 
avodas matana, that's when you're when you're doing an action of giving. However, what's the deal? The law avodas siluk. However, when you're removing something, as is the avod of the truma sadeshen, so therefore that's not going to be part of the pasuk of the hazara karev yumas. So therefore, Rav looks in the Torah and somebody says to him, "Is truma sadeshen a chiyuv misa for azar?" And he says, "No, it's not. It's, it's not at all because the pasuk says it's only avodas matana, only when you're doing the giving of an avoda, but not when you're doing a siluk such as." Um, such as the Truma Sadeshan. And the Drasha continues within Rav's understanding, Va'avadatem. What does the Pasak mean when it says Va'avadatem? Avodatam, Avodah, Avodah, Sheshachare, Avodah. That when we're talking about uh, an Avodah in the base of Mikdash upon which we're going to be Chayiv, it also has to be the Makkah of the Avodah. If it's eight steps, then you have to be able to do the last of them in order to be Chayiv. But here, the Truma Sadeshan is the first of many. And therefore, you're not going to be high for those two reasons. We're about eight lines from the bottom of the page on Chavdal and Aleph. We've learned the Shita of Rav, who says that Truma Sadeshen is excluded from the Zar being Chayv Misa. Zar is not Chayv Misa if he does Truma Sadeshen. And, um, uh, and we proved it from the Pasuk. The Levi, well, what does Levi do with this? So it says the Gemara of Levi, Rabbi Rachman, the uh, lady is of the opinion that no, if you look back in the Pasuk, the Pasuk a few lines above us says as follows. So he says, so he says that the Pasuk is so we include it's a language of inclusion, it's for everything. So what does it mean? So that's what Levi says. It means everything, even the Truma Sadeshen, even, even an avoda of Siluk, of removing, and therefore Levi is of the opinion against Rav, that when a czar, when a non-coin does the Truma Sadeshen, he's going to be Chayv Misa. The Rav, according to Rav, what do you do with those words of L'chol Dvar Levi looked at the words L'chol Dvar seven, eight lines from the bottom of Chavdal and Aleph. Levi looks at those words and he says, the Dvar it's so inclusive. We're even going to say that there's an Isra Doraisa of, there's an Isra Doraisa of, not an Isra Doraisa, Yerchayv Misa. It's even worse than an Isra Doraisa. That Yerchayv Misa for Truma Sadesh. And what does Rav do with those words? Hahu, no. When the Pasuk says, L'chol Dvar what does Rav do with those words? Hahu, that comes to teach me, Sheva Hazos Shebifnim The seven Hazos, seven sprinklings that took place inside the Kodesh HaKodashim and Shevim Mitzorah and the sprinklings of the uh, the Mitzorah. But that Pasuk is not referencing the Avod of the Truma Sadeshan. It's a specific reference. Rashi speaks this out a little bit that uh, that's not what the Pasuk is talking about. Well, if that's true, the Levi, according to Levi, where do you learn out the Hazos from? If Rav is going to use the Pasuk of the Chod Beach to teach me the Sheva Hazos, Shevifnim and the Mitzorah, that the sprinklings have to be done inside the Kodesh and for a Mitzorah, but if, if Rob's using the Pasuk to teach that, but Levi's using that Pasuk for something else, where does Levi learn that out from? The Levi, five lines from the bottom, Nafgalei, Midavar, Davar. Because we have an extra word, it could have just said Midavar. Why did it say Davar? So the word Vichol, he's parsing out his drasha. When it says the Davar, when it says uh, the word Vichol uh, Davar, you know, this is this is an extra word. Virav, what do you do with this drasha? Rav, uh, the capstone of this conversation, very simple. Davar, Vichol Davar, Lo Darish. This is amazing. What, what does that mean? It means that there are some guidelines, that there are some rules, there are some stipulations of when we make drashos. And there's a machlokis fundamentally, fundamentally about whether or not we could look at the word v'chol on its own and say, is it worthy of a drasha? So Levi was of the opinion that it's worthy of a drasha. And Rab is of the opinion that it's not. So if we were to stop here, we would see a clear machlokas between Rav and Levi, each of them with psukim to, to boot. And Rav would be of the opinion that Truma Sadeshen 
would not be chayv if a czar were to do it, a non-Kohen would do it. And Levi is of the opinion that even, uh, even Chuma Sadeshin, if a czar did it, he'd be chayv misa. Asks the Gemara, four lines from the bottom, Ve'ima, maybe we could argue as follows. It says, that's a very general comment. That's a cloud. Avodas matana, when it specifies down to the fact that it's an avodas matana, that the avoda is a matana, it's an act of giving, that's a prat. So it says the Gemara, klalu prat. Klalu prat, ein bechlal, elamashe beprat. This is not one of the hermeneutical principles that we're familiar with. It's a deviation on the theme. But nevertheless, this is a shita, a question of the Gemara, which is that we have a klalu prat. So why didn't we analyze the Pasuk this way to say that it's a klalu prat? What would have been the conclusion had we done that? Avodas matana'in, avodas siluklo, that because the klal and the prat have to have a common denominator, so therefore we would have said that it has to be avodas matana, that the prat has to be true of all things, and therefore how could you ever say that siluk is going to be chayev akashia on Levi? Because Levi was of the opinion that if a czar, if a non-Kohen did the avoda of Truma Sadesh, he'd be chayev. But if we look at it from the lens of Klalu Prat, like it seems very clearly that the Pasuk is structured that way, then Levi has to be wrong. Answers the Gemara, Omar Akra, turning to the top of Chavdal and Amar No, because the Pasuk says, It is only true. When do we say these rules? The Klalu Prat, that only applies in one, in one place, by the Parochas, in the Kodesh. The language of the Prat of Avodas Matana and the Klalu Prat is specific to one location, which is in the Kodesh by the Parochas, below Avodas Siluk. However, Habachutz, if you're outside of the Kodesh and seemingly outside of the Heichal, we'll dig, dig into that in a minute, Afilu Avodas Siluk, that there would be a Chiyuv Misa. So, how does Levi get out of this? The Pasuk seems to take Klalu Prat. So, Levi's, uh, Levi's brilliant. He looks at the Pasuk, he's like, what are you talking about? The Pasuk, when it says Avodas Matana, is referring to the Parochas, which is in the Kodash HaKodashim. But the Dishun Mizbeach, when you're doing the Haramas HaMizbeach, that's the Mizbeach that's outside the Heichal. It's apples and oranges. So you want to tell me that there's no Iser of Avodas uh, of the Tsar in the Kodesh? Well, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. We're not talking about that. So Levi's Shita could still uh, withstand the question of the Gemara, of the Pradu Klal, because the Pasuk that he's referencing is talking about the Parochas, which is by the Kodash HaKodashim. And here we're not talking about that, so his shita stands up. Third line of Chavdal Amad Bey says the Gemara, if what you're saying is true, that there's a distinction between the Kodesh and the Chutz, between the Parochas area and outside by the Mizbech HaGadol, this is a question against Rav. Rav was of the opinion that because there are activities to be done after the Truma Sadeshin, therefore a czar cannot be chayv. A czar can only be chayv according to Rav. A czar can only be chayv according to Rav. Excuse me, sorry. If the act that you're doing is the final act. And this is not a final act because the Truma Sadeshin has things to follow it. So says the Gemara, if the way that Levi looks at the Pasuk is right, that the Pasuk's only referencing what happens in the Parochas, so then maybe Rob's rule only applies in the par- by, by the parochas and not outside. But had it been outside Taka, maybe we would have said that one would have been Chayev. And that's Akasha on Rob, because Rob says that there's no Chiyu Misa by the Chuma Sadeshan. So answers the Gemara, with the language of the Vav. It adds in this fact that it applies in both locations, and therefore the Shita of Rav is maintained. 
Next little section, we're seven, eight, nine, eight lines down on Chavdal Adam and Beis. Asks the Gemara. We've spoken about the area of the Kodesh. We've spoken about the area of the Chutz. In between the two is the Heichal, is the area of the Kodesh where we have the Mizbeach and where we have the Menorah. We have the Mizbeach HaZaha, we have the Menorah, we have the Shulchan. So it says the Gemara, hold on one second. You've talked about X and you've talked about Z, but you haven't talked about Y. Asks the Gemara, Boy Rava, Avodas Tziluk Beheichal Mahu. We've been talking about taking Trumas Adeshen from the Mizbech HaGadol outside of the Holy of Holies and outside of the Holy. It's the big Mizbech on the outside where the Tamid was brought and most of our Korbanos were brought. But what about the room where the Mizbech HaZohav was? Not in the Kodesh HaKodashim that we discussed. But what about in the room where there's a menorah and where there's a Shulchan? Do we say, that it's similar to that which is inside, namely, we would treat it the same as the, as the Paroches area, or do we compare the Heichal to the outside by the Mizbeach HaGadol? So Hadar Pashta, So then the Gemara says a drasha that's very difficult to understand without Rishonim, and a special thank you to Rashi. Take a look just to our left. It's not a classical Dibur Hamaskal, but I have a bolded word that says me base. I'm not sure that all of the Gersos have that, but I see it here. So just follow along right with me. It's just to the left, one line down. Me base la paroches, havale le mechtav. It should have said me base la paroches. Uchsi ule me base la paroches. La sos heichal ke base kochea kodashim. To say that the heichal, the room in which we house the Shulchan and the menorah, that that is similar to the base kochea kodashim, upater alavoda siluk. And Levi's reading of the Pasuk is correct, that the Avodah Siluk doesn't apply to that particular room. So is that how the Gemara answers, that the room with the Shulchan and with the Mizbeach HaZahav and with the Menorah have the same din as the Paroches. Says the Gemara, Elameyata, if that's true that the Heichal is similar to the Kodesh HaKodashim, then what happens in the following scenario? Zar, if you have a non-Kohen, Shesidir Es HaShulchan Lechayev, maybe we should say that this is Avodas Matani, you're setting up the Shulchan. Maybe we should say that you're Chayev in such a case for setting up the Shulchan if you're a non-Kohen. Says the Gemara, no, Ika Sidur Bazichin. It wasn't the Avodah Tama. It wasn't the final step of the, of the showbreads, of the Shulchan. Why? Because we also had to sprinkle the frankincense. So says the Gemara, fine. This is going to be a very quick back and forth. So what if the Zar does that? Says the Gemara, no, Ika Siluk V'Haktara. No, we're not done yet, because later, the end of the Avodah is to remove it and to do an act of Haktara as well. And that ends that story, because we know that Siluk is not what we're talking about. We're talking about Avodah. It's Matana. One-third of the way down, almost one-third of the way down, what if a Zar goes and sets up the Menorah in the Heichal? We said it's just like the Kodesh. The Zar should be Chayiv, says the Gemara. No, that's not the end. Okay, if he pours in the oil, that's great, but he didn't put in the wicks yet. Fine. What if Nasan Psila Lechayiv? Maybe we should say if he puts in the wicks, he's going to be held accountable. He'll be chayav misa, says the Gemara. Ika nesinas shemen. No, in such a case, a person uh, still needs to add the oil. Nasan shemen lechayav. What if he did that? Ika had lakod. No, he still didn't finish that. He still can light. And the lighting is the avodatama. That's the last act. Then the Gemara says, Grave, stop. You're, put, you're kicking the can down the road. Our point is, what if the czar does the final act in any avoda? He lit the menorah. There is no act after lighting the menorah. Then the Gemara drops a bomb. Hadlaka lav avodahi. Wow. The hadlakas haner in the mikdash is not begeder avoda, which means that if a czar, what? Then the ashes aren't picking out the ashes of the menorah. Is that final? We don't even care about that. 
We, with this, we've undermined the whole conversation because once you say that lighting candles is not going to be considered an avoda, then if a czar does that activity, he didn't do an avoda. He just lit a bunch of candles. The avoda of the menorah is everything in the setup. But the hadlaka says the Gemara, this is it's not a zero. It's just not, it's not, a, it's not an avoda. So therefore, a czar can do it technically. I should say it's not that he can; it's that he won't be chayiv misa. So everything you not the avoda, but not the that's how the Gemara seems to frame and it. Since the not lighting is the last step, then there's no. Therefore, there's no chiyuv misa for the czar because the avoda tama, the, the capstone to the activity, was parif. It was just no, sorry, whatever. Just he wasn't chayiv misa. It has it wasn't considered an avoda, and the Gemara pushes emphatically against this below. How can you say that the luck of the menorah is not an avoda? Wow, what's the drush of this? We learned about the burning of wood chips. It has to be with a coin who's kosher, no ba'alimum, and it has to be b'klisharis. What's implied? That when you light the wood chips, it's an avoda because we needed a coin kosher and we needed to have a klisharis, says the Gemara. Okay, yeah, but does it say menorah? We're halfway down. The lighting of the wood chips is considered an avoda, but adlaka lava avoda. He says the Gemara, if what you're saying is true, that that's not an avoda, then just setting up the wood should be the chiv. The fire is not the problem, setting up the wood. Says the Gemara, yeah, but and we have a separate way of parsing out. Remember, we've learned this first. You do five pieces of the five things of the menorah. And then you do the two things. And, and here we're talking about the wood. You can see the shnegis reetzim. When you put down the last two blocks of wood, that should be the, the, the chiyuv. See the shnegis reetzim lechayiv. Says the Gemara, that's really not the end of the process. Uh, forget the fire. Ika sidur evarim. You have to put the limbs on. And he didn't do that. Says the Gemara, However, we have an explicit comment of Rabbi Yochanan who says that there, if there is a czar who puts the shnegis reetzim, they are chayiv. So how can you say they're not chayiv? Says the Gemara, this leads us to a machlokes. Mar savar avodatamahi. According to one shita, the placement of the shnegis reits in the two blocks of wood is the final act, and therefore a czar would be chayiv. Mar savar lav avodatamahi, and that uh, the other shita holds not that way, and then the sidur shnegis reitim would not be problematic. Going back to our initial machlokes, we're going to bring some text proofs to the shita of Rav and Talevi. Let's review. Rav was of the opinion that the Trumas Hadeshen was not a chiyuv misa for a czar to do. And Levi says it is. Says the Gemara, two-thirds of the way down, Tanya Kavase de Rav, Tanya Kavase to Levi. Tanya Kavase de Rav, what is the b'risa that supports the shita of Rav? What are we looking for? We're looking for nothing. We're looking to see Trumas Hadeshen not being mentioned. Because we want, we want, if we're trying to prove Rav's shita, Rav holds that if a czar does the act of Trumas Hadeshen, that he's not Chayv Misa. So let's see what Rav says here. The Brisa writes, Avodos Shezar Chayv Misa. What are the activities for which a czar would be Chayv Misa? The Gemara answers, Zrika Tadam, Bein Milifnim, Bein Lifnai Vilifnim. Whether, no matter where you do the Zrika Tadam, you're not going to be Chayv Misa, uh, at least for the Zrika. The blood of a chatasov, one who squeezes the blood against the wall of the mizbech, which is something we learned about in a previous mesechta. One who burns those birds. One who does the avoda of nisu hamayim with the three log of water. And also to do uh, to do nisu hamayim. What's missing? 
Trumas Adeshen. So Rav has a beautiful brisa. Rav started out the day today by telling us that Trumas Adeshen, if a czar does it, he's not Chayv Misa. What's his raya? A brisa that tells us a limited list, an exclusionary list. These four things are Chayv Misa for a czar. What's missing? Trumas Adeshen. Beautiful raya. What's the proof for Levi? Now we're looking for inclusion. We're looking to see if Trumas Adeshen is mentioned explicitly. Tanya Kavase, the Levi, what does the brisa say? Avodos Shazar Chayv Alein Misa. What are the activities, the avodas and the Beis HaMikdash, for which a non-Kohen who doesn't would be Chayv Misa? Answers the Gemara, HaMeri Mesadeshen. Number one, we could stop learning right now on this one, because what does the Brisa say? Trumas Adeshen is Chayv Misa for Azar. That's Levi, through and through. So now each of our Amorayim have their roots in a Brisa. Continues this Brisa with the remainder of the list. The Sheva Hazos Shebifnim, Sheva Metzora, the seven sprinkles that are done by the Paroches and the sprinkling that's done for a Metzora. The Amale Al Gabe Hamizbech, Bain, a Dover Kasher, Bain, Dover Pussel, anything you put on the Mizbech, that's the Machloket between Rab and Levi. And what the Gemara does not do, even though method- methodologically we would have thought it would have existed here, is to ask could it be that, that there's a way to make these two Brises fit together? The problem is that no, these brises are very explicit. These are the things that you're chayiv as a czar. Rav says one, two, three, four, and Levi says one, two, three, four, but they're different one, two, three, four. So it's very hard to say that there's anything other than two different authors for these brises. And therefore, the machlokas that we see in Rav and Levi really has its roots in the Tanoim. There's a machlokas Tanoim. Do we say that if a czar, if a non coin does the avod of Trumas Adeshen, do we say that one is going to be Chayav Misa, yes or no? Rav says no, and Levi says yes. One short little uh, sugya to finish the night. Lama Mephaisin. Why did we do uh, the pius? Why did we do the lottery? Says the Gemara, have you been present at Daf Yomi for the last little while? We gave a whole host of reasons why. Remember the guy who got shoved off the ramp and broke his leg? Or the other guy who had a heart stuck, his heart stabbed with a knife? We have a bunch of reasons. So I said to the Gemara, Lama Mephaisin, kid that Go look back to blood. What are we talking about? Just look in the Gemara. Everybody knows why we uh, why we do the pious because people were hurting each other. Says the Gemara, no, no, you misunderstood my question. Ella, lama mefaisen v'chozer If you look back in our Mishnah, which was uh, was it yesterday that we learned the new Mishnah? Wherever we learned our Mishnah, a couple of blot ago. So the brights that there wrote the, here. It's at the beginning of the Parakan Chavbeis Meralef, and Rash, the the last line of the of the Mishnah on Chavbeis Meralef reads as follows: Arba paisos hein sham. This was the first one. So what was basically happening here was that we only had one pious at a time. What the Gemara wants to know is if there are four lotteries, have all the Kohanim huddle around, roll the wheel, do the lotteries, and get it over with everything at once. Why do we parse out? We're going to do number one now. We're going to do number two in a few hours. We're going to do lottery number three a little bit later and lottery number four still later. Why do we separate out all the lotteries? That's the Gemara's question. We know why we do Mephias here, why we did the lottery by the Truma Sadesh, because people were hurting each other. So that's the Gemara's question. Why do we break out the four different lotteries into four different times? Because it elevated the emotions of the room. Shene'emar. Asher yachdav namtik sod. That this would create a lot more excitement, a lot more. This is like pedagogy 101. It's like when you're, uh, you know, uh, when you're when you're a classroom teacher. So when I was in Hillel Torah, I was a Rebbe there. They sent me to this training course called RBT, Research for Better Teaching. 
They gave us a hundred tools to keep the room engaged. You got popsicle sticks when every, but with everybody's name on it. So you hold it up and you say, all right, I'm going to pick one out of here in one minute after I teach an idea. And then you're going to repeat the idea to me. What do all the kids do? They look in the book because they don't know if they're going to be picked. Everything changes in the room. So you pick out the stick. It says Ariana. It says, well, you got to be ready now. You got to be ready. And then five minutes later, okay, we're going to do it. And you just keep the pedagogy. So the Gemara here is adding an emotional pedagogy, as it were. We needed to keep everyone really engaged and really excited. That is how the Gemara did it. We'll stop right here. Tomorrow night, a blot and a half of Chavhei and Chavhei, Amud Aleph, all the way to the top of Chavhei at the Mishnah. That's where we're going to stop. Wishing you all a beautiful night.